Episode 21 of the MT Sports Show, here with my great friend Tyler. The Michigan Wolverines advanced their second straight Sweet 16, but in the fashion that they did it in, had had a lot of fans really are still living in this moment right now of that buzzer beater by none other than freshman Jordan Poole. And Jordan Poole is quite the character, but on the court, mm-hmm. seems to be like a cool customer, um, Tyler. Um, besides the buzzer beater, I did not watch the full game in full. Um, I do know that um, I was keeping up on the most of the game. I watched maybe, I would say, half of the game. I know that it was seemed like it was a struggle for Michigan, um, and they're struggling right now on some, some of the aspects of the game. What was your take on it, the game as a whole, and what do you think Michigan really needs to improve on moving into this Sweet 16 game versus Texas A&M? My input on the game, um, I they cut, they started out slow once again. I mean, really, no one was really buying a, bu- a bucket. I mean, both teams started out slow. I mean, I think Michigan did a did a good job in the beginning of containing Rob Gray, of letting him not get points. You, you can definitely tell at times he was getting very frustrated with Michigan's defense. He was slapping the floor. Uh, he, I mean, refs were missing calls. But I mean, that ha- that that's been the whole story of the tournament. Is you know the rest calls you know touchy calls and all that, but uh, but um, Michigan once again did struggle from the field. Uh, Duncan Robinson came out, got two threes. Uh, Jordan Poole hit a three, and then after that, you know Michigan just was not hitting anything. Uh, Mo Wagner got in trouble again, once again with foul trouble. He didn't come out. He kind of bounced back from scoring five points against Montana. I think he scored like 12 or so, but there was times mm-hmm. where he looked, he looked, he didn't look ready. And Xavier Simpson, there was times where he looked confused on plays. He was kind of sloppy with the ball, but then he kind of, kind of settled in. Uh, he made some great defensive plays. Uh, stripping the ball on fast breaks, but we need Houston some fast break points. But uh, we definitely, we definitely do have a big test. I did watch the A and M in North Carolina, and Michigan it does have a big test against a sharp shooting, yet a big team in Texas A and M. So Michigan will have to, yeah. Michigan will have to, you know, play defense, especially on Hogue and Glider. Um, but uh, Michigan cannot start 0-4 from the field again because if they do, then if A&M duplicates of what they did against uh, Carolina and they prove that they can score, uh, Michigan will be in for a long day. Well, the thing about Texas A&M, we'll get to that later. Um, yeah. But they, that team can prove they can, they can score the ball throughout the season. I know their you know, record wasn't exactly the best, throughout the season, but that team has their last their, this this is what I'm gonna say about Texas A&M. This team, this Texas A&M team is last year's South Carolina team. Mm-hmm. Exact same, exact same seed. I mean, they've got you know some pretty good scores on their team. It's pretty pretty very as very similar to the South Carolina team of last year that upset Duke in the round of, round of 32. So um, right. that's what my take on it. But um, getting back to the uh, Michigan and Houston game, um, like I said, I didn't watch. You know, usually. You um, 
are the one that's maybe not able to watch the whole game. And I'm usually maybe one that can watch more of the game, but it was table's yeah. turn this time. Um, you know, I, um, I think we can both attest to that it looked like Gray was trying to do everything on his own. Yeah, he, he was 8 for 22 from the field. And he finished with 23 points, but, I mean, and that kind of um, is a testament to Michigan's defense. And you said that, you know, there was times where Gray was getting frustrated and stuff like that. And what yeah, boggled my mind, and what it boggled my mind about a little bit was um, they were up in that game. It, it, the, the attitude on their faces and things like that, it almost seemed like that they were down in the game. Like they, they weren't leading in the game. So it was – you see that – you usually see that kind of attitude from a team that's down in the game or frustrated how things are going. Well, I think that that just seems like a little bit reverse side. You know, you usually see a team right. that's doing well winning and they're – trying to, you know, they're fired up and stuff like that. Well, I don't know if Gray was seeing the same things from his teammates that he was from himself, possibly. Um, the, you know, they only had they only had two guys that scored over double figures, him and uh, Davis. So yeah. the rest of the guys didn't even score. No, nobody scored over five points. Right. So, I mean, it was I mean, very, uh, very it's evident that he was trying to do everything on his own. Um, eight for 22 on the field is, I mean... Well, he was, he was, and you know, most most of those points came in, I guess, in the second half. In the first right. half, he was okay. the the defense that Simpson had, and I mean, everyone uh, mostly. Now that's what Beeline kind of set up for his defense. You know, every time Gray got in in the paint, you know, had two or three guys bottle him, so he can't score. Um, There's a few times. Um, Simpson or Matthews or someone didn't get out, and he would hit those long threes, uh, mostly from straight away. But other than that, um, as soon as he drove, uh, mostly, mostly Michigan's defense bottled in on him, and he was getting frustrated of no calls. But I mean, they was going both ways. I mean, the whole turn's been like that. So, um, but yeah, they were mostly frustrated the whole game, and then you know, with like. Couple of minutes left, you know, they thought they they won it because there were times where Michigan Michigan uh, missed some free throws. So I was like, ah, oh, here we go. This is where I talked yeah. about you know free throws. Free throws are yep. are a big big key. And then you know, but then uh, I they think are. it was Davis or someone I forgot who it was, but he missed two free throws and that that which yeah. gave Jordan Poole the uh, okay to uh, hit that game winner. Yeah, he missed those two. I mean, it, it's one thing to miss your free throws um, throughout a game, and that that, that kind of will maybe show mm-hmm. later at the end of the end of the game whether okay, well, why did we lose the game? Because maybe we didn't shoot free throws well, and that's something that Michigan hasn't done well all season. But mm-hmm. when you miss two free throws, that could have sealed. If he would have made those two free throws, the game would have been. I think the game would have been over. But it would have been. He over. didn't, and it was, and he didn't, and it allowed Michigan to, like you said. Um, they didn't, and one of my biggest things was they didn't guard the inbound pass. You know, no, I mean, maybe you want to get an extra, de- you want to get an extra defender down there. That's I can understand that from that aspect too. But when you got when it's that situation, I'm I guess I'm just trying to put somebody else on the ball the inbounder just to give them some you know something to think about. You know, there's something else inside mm-hmm. of his head. I got to throw over the, I got to throw over this guy too, and and complete a pass too. Yeah. So. Um, you did see though when the uh, Houston was up 60s, or they were up uh, 51-46, and Mo Wagner hit that 
three or four point play, I believe. Yeah. Yep. yep. So that swing, that's 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 that swing right there kind of turned the momentum of the game, and I think that's where you started to see see Houston get really really frustrated in the game. Um, moving forward, they so. were just yeah they were just frustrated the whole time because they were not getting yeah. any calls. But I mean, Michigan wasn't really getting any calls either. But mm-hmm. Houston definitely definitely showed you know the emotion on them not getting no calls and you know getting frustrated, and it cost them. Well, I mean. It, the disparity in the fouls, total total fouls, isn't huge. It's it's not no, at all. Not. So I, I think it's it's one of the when when fans talk about the total fouls, you can't really look at that number and say, well, this team got more more foul calls, unless it's a huge disparity, like we see in the Michigan versus Michigan State game. Uh, that one day, that one, the second game, I think it was Michigan got really a lot of foul calls. It seemed like, um, and I sort of stayed, but it was yeah. Now, I think it was like it didn't that, uh, against Syracuse uh, and Michigan State because Syracuse was getting to the line like no other in okay. their game. Well, I mean, but, I don't really know what to say, but, say about that situation. I mean, I, the Big Ten refs aren't the greatest. But in this game versus no. Houston, I mean, you know, Houston getting frustrated. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I that's just whatever. I mean, it's not – Anything to do with the free throws? That Michigan's defense no. is playing. Michigan's defense efficiency. I think they're ranked like top three in Ken Palm's efficiency rating. But mm-hmm. if you look at this game, Michigan needs to be able to you get back to what they've been doing, doing so good is fouling or playing defense without fouling. And yeah. um, that's the part. That's the biggest thing about it. You can play defense all you want, but if you're sitting there fouling and you had Mo Wagner foul out, you had or no, Mo Wagner didn't foul out. Um, Matthews Robin, I think fouled out, and Matthews fouled Robin. out too. Yep. So Matthews did. Yep. Like, oh, and Mo Wagner was on the fringe of fouling out too. So I mean, yeah, you he was. Three guys, three of your star players fouled. So you got to, they got to be able to be a little smarter than that and. That's the thing with Mo Wagner. We keep on saying, you know, he's needed to be more smarter. And he, he's even t- said that to himself. He said, "I got to be smarter and stop fouling." And he he's got to. I mean, it's really a mental thing, and I it's about about being a mental thing and being in the right position and um, making the smart, the better move and the smart move. And it's not mm-hmm. fouling. It's definitely yeah, and we're touching on it a little bit, but. It's definitely going to – that mental and all that is definitely going to come into play when you're guarding Tyler Davis and Robert Williams for an A&M. I mean – Yeah. Okay, we'll get into that here in a couple of minutes. Uh, yeah. We're on the MT Sports Sports Show talking Michigan-Houston. Uh, recap of that. Uh, Michigan Wolverines, like I said, advanced uh, their second straight Sweet 16, really in a great fashion. Um, you know, I think that's something that Michigan is going to – struggle with against Texas A&M. Um, you know, we talk about teams that go to the NCAA tournament. What are they going to – what's going to be their strongest points? What's going to be their weakest points? And this NCAA tournament has been so crazy. you just seen North Carolina get beat by yep. 20 points. I mean, you've seen Auburn get beat by 30-plus points. And it's like 40. Yeah, they got beat four by 40 points. And I'm just sitting there I was there watching that game. Myself. I was like, man. I, okay, now, if – listen. If if I would if it would have been from any other team besides Clemson, I would have been like, okay, maybe. But Clemson does not; they're not a team that really. I know I think they beat North Carolina in the early this, regular this season, I think. But I mean, hey, Auburn's not. A, Auburn wasn't really. 
Um, listen, Opera no. wasn't a team that like stood out to me. Like I didn't think they were going to make a championship run or anything like that. But I thought they would at least make the Sweet no. Sixteen. So I mean, that and get, hey. getting beat by that much. So hey, this is, I'm going to go on record. This is this is the Clemson team I had losing to New Mexico State as an upset. Okay, Clemson's proved me yeah, yeah. wrong so far. <laughs> you, they, they have, and then uh, when you've seen uh, Arizona get beat by twenty. And then you've seen Virginia get beat by 20. And then you've seen Nevada almost get beat by 20 points but come back. And then yeah. you've seen Clemson get beat by 40. And so it's you're seeing teams that don't shouldn't get beat by this much in the NCAA tournament. Um, so we're kind of getting exactly. off the track here. Um, but back to what we were talking about. Um, I don't, Michigan, I think – they're going to struggle a little bit against you, against uh, Texas A&M. Um, one thing I do know about Texas A&M, though, they are, might have struggle against Michigan. Um, can Robert Williams, can he defend the perimeter? Can he defend Mo Wagner out there? Mm-hmm. You get in that screen and roll situation where you get Mo Wagner a pick and pop, and that's Mo Wagner's game. Now he just got to hit some of those shots. He's got to hit some of those. Um, exactly. That's, that's kind of what uh... – North Carolina was doing with uh, Luke May and Williams and all that. They were trying to run that pick and pop, but they weren't hitting anything because I saw Robert Williams was not really guarding, you know, the outside, but they just could not hit. Mm, and that's, right. that's the one thing. That if, Mich- if Michigan cannot hit those, then I feel like it's, it's going to be a long day. I kind of look at this. Well, and- listen, listen. No, no, you can't say you can't really say that because – uh, this NCAA tournament's been so crazy. You really don't know what's going to happen. Like, what team's going to show up? Like, you know what's funny about that? When I just say that, what team's going to show up? Mm-hmm. My, my mother, my mom, my mom of all people. My mom does not watch sports, like, really. I mean, she'll watch it whenever it's the guys sure. are watching it or whatnot, and maybe not even then. She's like, well, it's just wherever team shows up. And I'm like, well, I mean, that's true. I mean, I knew that. But for her to say that, it's, it is true. What, whatever team shows up, and you got one – you got one game. It's you don't. This is not like you know, NBA Finals or something like that, or the NBA series. Right. Got, so what team shows up and you got 40, 40 minutes to prove it. So, mm-hmm. and I agree with that. But I mean, yeah. I, I'm just saying Michigan can't. I just hope Michigan does not start out slow like they did in the first two rounds. It would be good for them to start out quick. They do good yeah. when they start start out quick. Um, but right now in the NCAA tournament, you just gotta you just gotta hope that you play you play strong in the second half because like look at Michigan they narrowly escaped a victory from Houston. It was I mean it was awesome to see that moment from Jordan Poole and uh, the jubilation from the players and everything like that. But you know you also you also gotta celebrate for a little the smallest period of time because you do have another game to prepare for mm-hmm. um, this Thursday, I guess, Texas A&M. So, yeah. and it's, I mean, it's, they have no number one or number two in their region. So, I mean, it's clear cut path. And this uh, is the can, first time, this is the first time in the South region that no higher seeds have advanced. I know Michigan's not in the South region. I don't think so. But no, they're in the interesting. West. Yeah. But yeah, at least the West or uh, the South have no top four teams. Which is crazy. I mean, yeah, they, yeah, that, that region <laughs> definitely threw off my picks. <laughs> but, but well, will you look at that? 
you look at that region, Tyler, and it's, it's funny to look at the, the teams in there, but go, go ahead. So, yeah, I mean, I'm going to touch on this a little bit, just a little bit, and then we'll get back to A&M. But it's funny because uh, Kentucky, John Calipari, he was complaining about <laughs> the mm-hmm. pick and all that. And here he is. He's like the clear-cut favorite now with, in that region. Yep. But uh, I was, uh, yep. I told you a little bit this morning about A&M. I kind of look at this A&M team. You look at it like this year, South Carolina, which I do see. I also, I also feel like they kind of remind me of Purdue because they got two two big guys, you know, in Davis and Williams. You know, Purdue had Harms and Haas, and now, you know, they, and they got shooters. So I feel like Michigan mm. can kind of prepare for A&M like they did against Purdue. Uh, if you shut down their threes, I mean – you know Davis and Williams is going to get their points and rebounds because they're big. But if you can shut down shut down their shooting with our defense, then I feel like Michigan will be in good shape to win this game. Okay. Um, here's a stat sheet that jump jump out to me. Or um, is Texas A&M 75 points per game? Um, not really great. That doesn't that doesn't jump out at me. But this team rebounds the ball exceptionally well. I mean they're third in the country in, in rebounding. Yeah. Um, that's one of their biggest biggest stats is, is rebounding. That's what they do well. Um, you can see Robert Williams. You know, he, he's their their guy. He's their go getter. Um, mm-hmm. So he goes and gets it. Um, they their their schedule and the regular season didn't really stand out to me a lot. You know, they lost five straight games. You know, they lost to NCAA tourney teams like Alabama, Florida, mm-hmm. Kentucky, Tennessee. And if you look at those teams, Alabama's out, Tennessee's out. Um, you know, you got Kentucky and and Florida's out too. Yeah, they got knocked out too. So you only got one of those mm-hmm. teams that are in the tournament. Um, Arizona lost to Arizona. That team's out. Um, they, they beat Auburn. Auburn's still in the tournament. Um, actually, no. Auburn, what am I thinking? Auburn's out. Auburn's yeah, Auburn's out. Um, West Virginia. West Virginia's still in the tournament though. They they beat West Virginia um, by double digits. So, um, but that was in the regular beginning of the season. So. Um, I was gonna, I was gonna, yeah, it's a lot of different teams. I, I I saw this when they were talking about the matches all that. A and M was a top ten, I think, either top ten or top five team in the beginning of the season, and then all those suspensions yeah. and injuries started hitting them. And now mm-hmm. I feel like yep. Texas A and M, you know, fully back, fully healthy. They're playing to what they were in the beginning of the season whenever when they were making that run. But once those suspensions hit them and all that, you know, that's where they lost, you know, five straight. And we're kind of yep. going downhill. And towards the end, you know, they made that run. So, I mean, yeah, they do. They look yep. sharp. Yeah. So, um, agreed. Agreed. Um, they rebound the ball really well. Um, like you said, those suspensions helped, helped or hurt them a lot. And they lost mm-hmm. to some teams, teams that they may or may not have not lost if they had those. Um, guys, there. I think didn't Robert Williams get suspended? I believe. I'm not sure. Yep. Um, I don't. Well, don't call me on that. But yeah. Um. So that's yeah, I think it's one of your key call guys. So yeah. Um, and now he's back and playing like unleashed animal. But I know. Uh, G- <laughs> I know uh, John Beeline and his squads are going to be ready. Um, I feel like they're going to put the pressure on them with the defense. Uh, Michigan's defense has been holding strong. 
throughout all season, especially towards the end in the Big Ten tournament. Mm. And now in the first two rounds, uh, their defense is looking good. So I feel mm-hmm. like they're going to be ready for whatever A&M has for them. I think for the biggest thing for me, Tyler, is that Michigan has got to shoot the ball a little bit better than they have yep. been. Um, I know they haven't been shooting horribly, but I think they need no, to shoot the ball a little bit better. Um, they need to shoot the ball a little bit better. Um, and it's going to be interesting because this Texas A&M team is not too much different than Purdue, a Purdue team. You know, mm-hmm. you, you were talking about that. They're not too much. You were talking about they're not too much different than a Purdue team. Um, I know we didn't. You didn't say they were they were too much different than a Purdue team on this podcast on the, on the record. But right. you, you told me, you know, off the record that they were, and uh, it counts all the same because we're we're airing out right now. They they um, mm-hmm. got two big guys that can do it. They had Purdue's got Haas and uh, I don't even know how to pronounce the guy's name, but um, he did pretty well. This yeah, Arms. Um, so. Um, and then they have some scores. They have scores that can do it, so does Purdue. So, I mean, Michigan's kind of seen a team that can um, do the same thing that Purdue does too. So, I mean, it's just going to have to be really something they adjust to because the Houston team and this Texas A&M team, I think they seem to be a, quite a bit different teams, in my opinion. Um, yeah. So, don't have as many elite scores on that Houston team than you do uh, on this A&M team. So, no, Michigan's got to be able to take. They got to be able to um, see what they're going to do with their big guys because Davis and uh, Williams are uh, they're a load. So yeah, I feel like if uh, if Wagner uh, get gets, picks up first foul, you know he's going to bring in Teske. I mean that's what Beeline did yeah. against Purdue in the uh, final mm-hmm. of the Big Ten championship. He brought in Teske and Teske went off. So, um, Tuskegee's a little bit bigger, obviously, than Mo. So maybe he can hold, uh, Davis or, uh, Williams. I don't know. It's going to be interesting how the, uh, what he's going to do with the lineups because, you know, obviously, Williams and Davis are both starting, I do believe. So, yeah. Got um, two big guys out there. So I don't know who's going to be guarding Davis, maybe Mo. Maybe maybe Beeline will start Tusky, have Mo and Tusky out there. I don't know. It's going to be interesting how he matches up with them. Yeah, I mean, they're both 6'10". Um, you know, obviously Davis is quite a bit bigger than he's got 20 pounds on Williams, but if he had to put anybody on Davis, it would probably be Tusky. Uh, Tusky did pretty well against Haas in that Big Ten championship game. So maybe you do put him on there. I think there's going to be a lot of – got to be a lot of switches on this, in this game. Um because, you know, yeah, lots of switches. Um, Michigan's perimeter defense has to be, I think they have to be good, um, in my opinion. Yeah. That's just just my my opinion. I agree with man with Glider and Hogue out there. I mean, Hogue can shoot it. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, our perimeter defense has to be excellent. Like, it has to be what they did against Purdue. Uh, hold them to like four three pointers on like twenty nine attempts or something. Like it has to be good. Yeah, and if you look at if you look at Purdue's uh, or not Purdue's, I'm sorry, A and M's, um, their season statistics, they really are not an amazing three point shooting team. You know, they only shoot thirty three percent from the mm-hmm. um, three point line, and as a team, they shoot sixty six percent from the free throw line. 
you know, you look at past national champion, champions, you know, North Carolina and, and Villanova, um, for that past two, they've shot over 70% from the line. So, yeah. I mean, this, this free throw team from A&M is pretty similar to Michigan. They're, they're not great free throw shooting teams. Um, they both shoot the ball well from the field, but, you know, maybe the rebounding, maybe this rebounding thing is going to maybe going to be coming to, really coming to play in this game. Um, versus A&M. I think so. Um, I feel like it. I know. mean, we, we got to figure out how to, it's going to be hard out rebounding A&M. It was like you said, was mm. top three. Yeah, yeah, exactly. At four, they were, they, they had 41.6 rebounds per game as third. So, um, man, good. So, um, right. it's something that they, that's one of the big keys in the game that if they can stop A&M from, um, out rebounding and you look at North Carolina, that North Carolina, um, team. They get, got Well, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying that because yeah, obviously that did happen. I mean, you look at the score, you look at the scoreboard and obviously it did happen. I'm talking about that North Carolina team doesn't, they're not a North Carolina team that has a, a lot of size like the past, like when you got Kennedy Meeks and stuff like that and Bryce Johnson and, oh, um, yeah. stuff like that. But this, so they, they, you know, it would be easy to see why they could, you know, out rebound um, that team. So, mm-hmm. um, um, just you know, forty-one points, forty-one rebounds per game. Um, you know, I didn't, I didn't watch that game, but you know, I'm looking at the box score. You got to do your research and do your box score if you don't watch the game. But defensive rebounds in that game, forty-three to twenty-seven in favor of Texas A&M. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and A&M didn't really convert on their, you know, didn't really have an opportunity to get second chance points. They only had seven offensive rebounds compared to North Carolina's nine. So not a lot of offensive rebounds in that game. So, I mean, like I said, uh, Texas A&M beat Carolina with their size you know, in that game. And so, yep. and it, it really, we'll see if that'll come into play against Michigan because Michigan's going to need to be able to do something with that. Um, you know, hedge out on guys, um, possibly, mm-hmm. like they did with Haas. They should have done way more with him, but. Um, well, yeah, just, uh, but I think I think Beeline was more concerned on the three point, and you know his defense obviously held Purdue to four four makes on twenty nine attempts or something like that. So obviously, you know, our defense will have to do that again. I know, I know he said A M's not a really good shooting team. But you know this you is know. this is a tournament, and what they displayed on against North Carolina, you know, they get yeah, hot just like wow. any other team. So yeah, you know, maybe Michigan doesn't really take much. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. It definitely does not. So hopefully Michigan's on the end of this one, and they can hit six or six threes or something. You know, so hopefully Michigan start out hot. Yeah, um, uh, I I think Michigan. I think. In my opinion, Michigan, if they want to hit some threes and, and make this game a, um, a difference maker in that in that category, they they got to get the, these big guys into some screen and roll and make them guys come out and defend the three point line mm-hmm. and get those guys in foul foul trouble. Get some if you're not going to shoot the three, you know, get that screen and roll action, get down in the paint and, and score. Um, I, I think it's going to be almost like watching. Um, I watched the Duke game versus Iona, that first round game, and Duke's size bothered Iona like it was a varsity team 
playing, you know, like the freshman team or something like that. <laughs> so yeah. um, their, their size really, really bothered me. If you didn't watch that game, it was like watching like a bunch of high schoolers play a bunch of kids, honestly. They, their size no, was I, like Marvin Bennett. Yeah. 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 I didn't watch that game. I watched them against Seton Hall because they had Delgado and all that. And Delgado got bothered by Duke's big men, especially Bagley. You mean I, you, Rhode Island, you mean? Rhode Island, yeah. <clears throat> Oh, I yeah. know. Uh, yeah. No, my bad. Delgado plays for fucking um, Seton Hall. Blah. Yeah, I see. Yeah, it's all good. Not, not, yeah, but, it's but, all good, but, but, Duke, yeah, but Duke's size bothered uh, Rhode Island, too, uh, more so yeah, than I, against Ionia. But so, mm-hmm. but that's what I'm – Michigan's are, uh, um, Michigan's a lot bigger than Ionia is in size-wise. Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. I mean, they but are. I'm just saying, though – I'm just saying, though, uh, that, you know, they have, you know, two guys that can do it. But outside that, you you have Teske that can, you know, play up to his potential sometimes. He can provide really good minutes off the bench. But the key guy in this is is really, really and that between those two guys is, uh, is Mo Wagner. And Mo Wagner's got to do better than he's been doing. Um, he's got to have a big game. Keep for him to get... He's, I think he's a good one, to be honest with you. I think he is, too. I mean, it, he's been frustrated the first few rounds. Um, he's just not just not have been hit, getting, you know, buckets or anything. I mean, even the thing with uh, Aru, Rock, uh, Mohammed, Mohammed, he's not getting anything either. Um, but I feel like they're both are due for a big game. Um, so hopefully, you know, they can see – against Texas A&M, you know, they can get a couple points, and, you know, that hopefully that will build them up to, you know, hey, you know, I can make this, and, you know, get them get, catch on fire and all that. Yeah, I mean, really, both teams, or both games, Michigan's really struggled for the most part. I mean, you've seen Charles Matthews have 20 points in the game, went against Montana. So, I mean, but other than that, I mean, it's not really been – it's been a, these two games have been really slow for Michigan. So, do we see another game for Michigan where they they struggle, uh, uh, start out slow again, or do we see a team that kind of gets back to the way they want? I think that's going to be a point of emphasis for uh, John Beeline's team is to get back to what you've been doing good and scout mm-hmm. Texas a the best you can and see what they that team can bring because um, right. Sweet Sixteen and um, John Beeline has been here before. I think this is yep. his since 2013. This is his, I think, fourth Four. time being there. So yeah. been been there before. Um, this this would be would be good for Michigan to get over the hump. I don't think Texas A&M is a glaring opponent where um, they're going to completely no, dominate but- you. I think that that domination they did against North Carolina was really really very surprising. But they. I don't think North Carolina really matched up against Texas A&M that well. Um, no, I, mean, I don't really think they mismatch in the game. It, it was it was a huge mismatch. I mean, even though I had Carolina winning, well, obviously I had Texas A&M losing to Providence. Screw that yeah. side of my bracket up as well. But no, um, it, not really. It's not a lot. Not, not a lot. But. I know. I know. Not not. But uh, it's just it's it's March Madness. You know, Carolina was like one for like. 30 from the three-point line. So, you know, they weren't hitting anything. And, you know, obviously A&M was 
getting every rebound, you know, hitting everything. So, you know, it's, it's, it's Mars Madness. This is what we live for. This is why we love this, this tournament, you know, and stuff like this. So, you know, hopefully Michigan's not on, hopefully this early tip off. So it's 737 now instead of 950, like their first two rounds, you know, hopefully Mm -hmm. this early tip off will have, you know, Michigan hype up, ready to go coming off that thrilling victory of, Houston, but, you know, hopefully they don't start off slow and they can buy some bass, get some buckets. Some more buckets, man. Speaking of more going buckets. dry or going in a scoring <laughs> drought, speaking of going in a scoring drought or going dry, um, we'll oh. take a couple shots. Uh, now nah, we won't take a couple shots, but um, we will talk about a little bit about, you know, we've seen Michigan State Stanley scored one point in the last five minutes of 43 seconds of that game against Syracuse, and they end up losing that game 55-53. So um, that's speaking of going dry. You can't, in the NCAA tournament, you, I don't care what year it is, you, or even if, it's, even, if it's not, even if it's not the NCAA tournament, you can't go that dry in the last 543 in a game. You can't have one point in that. That's... Might, might as well have no point. Might as well have no points. I mean, might, it reminds me of Cincinnati against Nevada because they were well, drunk towards the end of the game as well. Yeah, that was a little bit different though. That was way different, I honestly. I mean, I know, uh, because they were down twenty-two points. <laughs> I know, well, which is which is funny because you know all that happened after Cumberland went down, who was making shots for them. And once Cumberland got followed out, they was like, yep, there's a wrap. Hey, we can talk about it. We can talk about it in any game. Hey, this guy went down. This is why this would attribute to that team's loss. That may be the case, but this is a game. Things happen. You got to play smart. You got to make sure that you don't follow mm-hmm. out of the game. It's, it's, you got to, exactly. that's, that's a, what some people don't understand about sports. They don't understand this stuff. You got it's it's mental. It's like you need like when I seen Charles Matthews trash talking in that game against Michigan State when he's trash talking Nick Ward. I'm like, all right, talk that talk. That's that's fine. Do do that. Don't let it yeah. get to you. You know, maybe Nick Ward body, let it get to him, and that's when he ended up getting his ankles, you know, broke by oh, the ball. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm sorry about later getting. That's what he ended up getting. Uh, yeah, but I don't care about that. He ended up getting he ended up getting his ankles broke by. More Wagner, so it's you know, uh, you know, you know. Yeah, he's he's just trying to make sure that, you know no one else is down there, you know. <laughs> but right. um, now nah, I know it's I usually don't say yeah. For, yeah, for I usually state don't take to score shots. one point. All right, no, it's all good, man. It's what we live for. No, <laughs> but for state to score one point in the last minutes of the game, you know, with Nick Ward and all that on the bench. I was wondering what Izzo was doing, just like everyone else. Like that's all I was seeing on my Twitter feed and all that. I was like, why? Why would you have you know these players on the bench when they were producing for you? Eh, never know. Beeline wouldn't do that. I don't know. I didn't watch the MSU game. I don't know. Is for a case of maybe there's something right. one thing in no. If there's maybe one thing in the game where Izzo said, well, they didn't do that right. And he got frustrated because Tom Izzo can get frustrated really easy, really quick. And maybe mm-hmm. he pulled those, pulled them out, and he went with those guys. And I don't know. I don't know. I I don't really necessarily think it was right move because ultimately they lost the game. And I'm maybe, yeah. I'm not saying that's why they lost the game, 
But if you have Jaron Jackson and Miles or Jared Jackson and Nick Ward in there, I mean those guys are going to give you the best chance to probably win the game. And I, they hey, honestly, you, I agree. But honestly, that zone of Syracuse bothered them. It does. Yeah, it does a lot of teams. It bothers a lot of teams. Yeah. I don't think Jackson went off. Um, I don't think Ward had a little bit of impact, but after that, that zone got to him, like just like it does to any team. Mm-hmm. That's why it's going to be does. interesting. Yeah, I mean. It's going to be an interesting matchup uh, with Syracuse and Duke now, because Duke's zone, zone now. Zone. <laughs> so wow. it's going to be interesting. But yeah, yeah they kind of adopted that. State. Yeah, it did. Um, it does to every team, though. I mean, you look at teams yeah. that play Syracuse, it bothers them. And, and their record this season, they're, I think they had 13 losses this season. That, I didn't think they deserved to be in the tournament exactly. I, I thought they probably would have been one of, those teams, one of those teams that should have been left out. But they proved yeah. last year that they went to the final – last year they went to the final four and they were 11 seed. 11 seed going to the final four, so it doesn't matter what seed you are. You go and play, you got Sweet 16 candidate. Right now, Loyal of Chicago, and they're what, 11 seed? So it doesn't 11 really seed. So Taking on 7 seed. Yep, they'll be taking on Nevada, right? Correct. Yep, that's going to be interesting. It's going to be an interesting matchup. I think Loyal of Chicago is going to win, but that's my opinion. Well, that's what I'm going for. It was our only Cinderella team. UMBC got bounced by K State, which was a good game, actually. That was a very good game. I uh I I don't know I don't know how good Kansas State is I haven't really watched Kansas State too much. Um, hey, you know they don't they don't have Angel Rodriguez anymore or anything like that. So no. this reminds me of the uh, old Bruce Weber fighting the Illini team back in the 2000s with Paul and all that when they won the championship. This little K State team, but I feel like they're once they match up against someone. I think this week they play. Got who they play this week? They're they're gonna lose. That's just a weird shot of the bracket. I don't even want. To, I don't even want to talk about it because it's so like wacky. It's so wacky. <laughs> but it's like it's almost like just hey, it's almost like you have your bracket in front of you and you have like the south the south out there and you just take the south and you get like a, a scissors and you just cut the south out and then you have like a you know a three fourths of a bracket. All right, now let's do this. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, no, I'm fine. I'm, oh, we're good, Mac. We're good. We're good. But perfect bracket. Or you, you know, or you know, what you could do is just take Kentucky and just take Kentucky and put them over there. Right. There. All right. Kentucky wins that region, and then what? <laughs> right. So, so wrecked. But it's gonna be interesting. Yeah. It's been a, it's it's been a fun tournament so far. I've been I've been I, I tried watching I tried to watch mostly every game on the weekends. I didn't stay up for the West Virginia because that was a blowout last night. But uh, it's yeah, been, was, it's, been it's been yeah it's been a very interesting tournament. Like it's, it's been a surprise tournament. Mm-hmm. I watched the uh, Xavier Florida State game and I was that thinking to myself, yeah, it hurt me a tad bit. But you know what? A 16 seed beating a one seed hurt everybody. So um, <laughs> that's what that it started way before. It started way. Yeah, it's not a way that before hurt. this game, so. Yeah, exactly. That hurt everyone who picked, who sharpied in <coughs> Seth Davis and Virginia and winning it all. 
Yeah, I did. And then once MSU lost, that really kind of. I mean, Goodbye. Those two were those two were the most those two were the most pop, those two were the most popular uh, picks to win the title. So. Barack Obama, Michigan <laughs> State. Come on now. No, I was I was talking to my friend. I was like, I learned something this year and last year. Whoever plays Arizona, pick against them because they're going to fail. Right. Yeah. Arizona. Is, uh, <laughs> I didn't. I think one of my brackets I had Arizona going far just because based off the talent they had. Um, but I, I think they faced against the bump. I had them going to the final four in my bracket. I was like, ah, and losing or beating Michigan. I was like, ah, oh, you lost Buffalo. Right. Right. Uh, I mean, I had one of my brackets I had uh, Arizona beating, uh, going away just because of the talent they had. And I think, they, like I said, they matched yeah. up against a Buffalo team that really – um, it was really athletic, and it was kind of that Buffalo team was kind of reminiscent of a Middle Tennessee State team, but I mean, you know, they're athletic and they could shoot. Yeah, so just, just but, like Marshall in the first round, they outshot. Oh, oh yeah, oh my god, what's it called? Say Then they played, they played Virginia, West Virginia with a press on you, and they didn't make anything. Yeah, you're not lying, man. Uh, yeah, they didn't. West Virginia kind of blitzed them in the second half. So, um, oh yeah, yeah. Which oh Bob Huggins, Bob Huggins, he's been uh, <laughs> on the game for a while. So, anyways, um, that's probably been a crazy weekend in March. Uh, opening weekend for March Madness been a, been a crazy weekend. Like I said, um, there's been some a lot of upsets. Um, this is a tournament that this March is a tournament that I haven't seen in a while like I haven't seen this I haven't been about a part of a march like this in a I can't even really remember I mean I know that there's upsets and stuff like that but it's usually not to this caliber you don't usually see a whole region designed of a, a bunch of different teams that like are like well because they, they said they, that there's been never been one region that has had um no uh higher seeds advanced advanced to the final four so I was like I know like so. I said, Calipari is like, man, hate this region. This is loaded. And now you're the only five seed. Blue blood. Well, Kentucky, Kentucky faces who this week, Tyler? Clemson. Clemson? They face Clemson? I think so. Let me see. No, Kansas has got Clemson. That's a different region. Who's Kentucky got? Who's Kentucky got? Is Kentucky up in, got. Loyola Scott? No, it's not Loyola Scott. They got. No, they got uh, it's Kansas, Kansas State, right? Kansas State, right? Kansas State, yeah. Much of pressure. That's a weird matchup. It's a weird matchup, and I. I'm looking at all um, these matchups. It's weird. It's weird. Like, um, okay, Duke, Syracuse, okay, they play each other like twice a year. Okay. Kansas, Clemson State, mm-hmm. or not Clemson State, Clemson. Ah, that could be a good game. Purdue and Texas mm. Tech. We don't know what Haas is going to do, but Texas Tech is athletic and can shoot as well. I feel like right. I feel like Smith's going to dunk on someone or do a three sixty windmill alley oop. Well, you look at that game, Tyler, and how can 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 Texas Tech score with Purdue? Can they keep can they keep enough I guys so. to score up with? Because I mean, outside outside of Evans, I mean, you don't have that. Too many guys they can score. No, they're just athletic. I mean, 
I mean, you I got with Purdue. They got, got, they got most, Purdue's got multiple guys that can score the basketball, and they got a big exactly. guy. So, yeah, I mean, that's gonna be a, that's gonna be a good that's gonna be an interesting matchup between Evans and Edwards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's gonna be a good good matchup. Uh, I agree. Nova and West Virginia. Oh, that's, that's a good better matchup. That's gonna be interesting. And of course, you got Michigan and A&M. You got no. Listen, no. Then go back to the Villanova game for a second. You got athletic guards and Bridges and Brunson that can score the ball. You know. Don't forget about that. Uh, don't forget. Uh, what's his name? Donovichicho or whatever. Oh, uh, Devin Chino. Uh, I don't even. Devin Chino. Yeah, that guy. Devin Chino. Yeah, it's something like that. <laughs> he can shoot. Yeah. Uh, he can, yeah, he definitely he can. So you're you're talking about a team that is going up against a team, and then West Virginia that likes to press, like to press, and they that's the team they are. They, that's the team they've been for the past couple of years. So that's going to be really interesting to see. Yeah, it's going to be interesting, and they got uh, one of the top shot blockers in Keontae, and obviously you know uh, they're all all record setting uh, point guard and. Uh, yeah, what's his name for West Virginia? I forgot his name already. Carter, Javon Carter. Yeah, Javon Carter, that guy. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, so, it's going to be a very good matchup. Yeah. Um, got, that's one of the one. That's that's the game I'm looking forward to. I don't. I honestly don't really care about the other matchups, in my opinion. I don't really care. You don't, you don't care about Florida. You don't care about Florida State and Dagen. No. <laughs> Yes, you do. Yeah, I do. I, I was talking about the South region. Oh, South region. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. the East region. I know. I was talking about no, the South region, the all wacky region. Yeah. I don't really care about that region <laughs> as much. I, I, yeah. uh, well, uh, it's just so weird. It's so weird. I, I, whoever comes out of that region, it's fine. It's fine. I don't think that. I don't think the champ. The, the, listen, listen, bro. I don't think the national champion champion is going to come out of the South region. I don't. Kentucky no, might be able to win so. the national champion. Kentucky might be able to win the national championship. The way they're playing right now, they, they're peaked at the right moment. So. Yeah. Hey, we'll see. I mean, they should be able to come out of that bracket. <laughs> but with the way March is going, it might be. I don't know. The little Chicago in the Final Four. You never know. I mean, hey, you never know. I would never, never would have thought, ever would have thought that, um, but Chicago would have made this deep run. Um, I they did have hey. predicted them beating beating Miami, but we'll say this. I had hold up. We had eleven C last year in Syracuse make the Final Four. So can Loyola Chicago do it? Yeah, they can. Yeah, why not? I mean, don't forget about the other yeah. eleven seed. Yeah. Who's, who's that? Forget about the other. About that team. Syracuse. <laughs> yeah, but 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 with that eleven seed, the eleven seed is going up against Duke. I mean, they're taking that yeah, Duke. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's going to be really. Uh, Duke beat them in the regular season, so I mean, this is a match, rematch of what what happened in the regular season. So <laughs> they're taking it out. Oh my gosh, they're taking no, it. Out. They're not. They're not taking it out for sure, but we'll see what happens. I mean. <laughs> We'll see what happens. Zone versus zone. <laughs> no, that's it. That Syracuse zone's a little bit more. That Syracuse zone's a little bit more aggressive than Duke's zone. Um, so, 
I will say that. And, well, I, I feel like Duke will have a little bit more uh, way to work in because Duke has better shooters than State. Sorry, but it's true. They do. <laughs> well, they they do they do and they don't. They do and they don't. I mean, you look at Cassius Winston; he leads the, the country, I think, in three more three point makes. So, I mean, yeah, but I mean, so like I said, they do and they don't. But it doesn't matter yeah. anymore. Michigan State's out of, out of the tournament. They, Michigan State got defeated, so it. Um, but State you look at you look at you, you look at you look at listen you look at Duke and. Um, I'm not getting any, I'm not giving any call to Michigan State anymore. I we talked about it for a second there. It's that's all I get on our show. So you look at Duke, they they shot really the ball really well against their first few opponents, but Duke's a streaky team. They've been a streaky team throughout the latter part of the regular season. So what team shows yeah. up there? Can that team can that team play defense? Does if Grayson Allen gets going and the other guys they have that are their guards and Deval and uh Trent, they get going then I think that team can win a national championship, but what team shows up, man? What team shows exactly. up? Exactly. That's, that's basically been March, so what team shows up and survive in advance? So. Yep. Well, that's the only thing we can say. Uh, what team shows up? Um, and you can always count on the MT Sports Show to show up when you need your Michigan football and Michigan basketball news and our intakes and what we think about things. Um, you can always count on us. That's for sure. So that's been another episode of the Empty Sports Show, episode 21. Um, I'm Mike. My, my Twitter handle, again, is uh, MLKowalski17. Go ahead and follow me on there. Go ahead and check out our podcast on um, Apple Podcast and also on Google Play Podcast. Um, and also you can uh, check us out on Anchor as our, uh, our home for now. So um, mm-hmm. where, can they, where can they find you at, Tyler? They can find me at my Twitter handle at T-R-O-W-W-R-O-W-E-2-4. T-R-A-W-W-R-O-W-E-2-4. I cannot change it without me making a whole new Twitter. So that's as long as it's going to get. <laughs> you can also find oh. me, find the, you can also find, find the MT Sports Show on Facebook. Uh, go ahead and follow that page as well. We are putting episodes on there as well. So go ahead and hit that follow button on both. Sounds good. Um, That's been another episode of the MP Sports Show. And we'll be back with you guys here um, end of the week to recap Michigan versus Texas A&M. Win or loss, we'll be here to recap that episode or recap that game. So as Mm -hmm. always, it's go blue. Go blue.